what's going on, little bro peep? It's your boy, Jerry, the TR expert Washington, and I'm here in the basement of General Fitness Company Studios recording episode number 34 of the TR expert talks. You know, I'm really excited about today's episode. You know, today I'm going to be uh, doing a little myth busting in this mindset episode. Remember, uh, Fridays we talk a little bit more about mindset. So we're going to be a myth buster today and talk about a couple of things that have to do with mindset and the things that people have been talking about that aren't quite true. So, um... <laughs> this should be interesting, and uh, but before we get started, do me a quick favor. If at all you find value in this episode or any of the previous episodes that you might have listened to, do me a favor and share it with a friend, family, or foe. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be someone that lives down the street. We know who our foe is. We call him Bob. If you've been listening to these past uh, 33 episodes, we always talk about Bob. We talk about how Bob just doesn't know exactly what he's talking about. He seems like he does, but unfortunately, Bob's just a headline reader, and he doesn't really have any to, any strategies. So if you can help him out, because you know we're always talking about tactics and implementation and mindset and all that other good stuff on this podcast, help Bob out by sharing this podcast with him, and uh, hopefully... It'll help him clean up his act, and so he stops reading all these dang-on headlines and actually has some real facts that he's spitting to us. So anyways, yes, please, if you have the opportunity, uh, you know, if you have two ears and if you have a, uh, a mouth, please listen to these words and speak the truth. And the truth is that this podcast is awesome and that you should share it with all your friends, family, and foes. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. You know, I would really appreciate it if you share this podcast, you know, not because it makes me feel good, but um, at the end of the day, every share actually is a little bit more oxygen for the fire that is this podcast, you know? So if we can blow a little bit more oxygen to help that fire get burned a little bit brighter, uh, that would be awesome, you know? So um, if you have somebody in mind, you know, feel free to share it with them right now. Anyways, without further ado, let's go ahead and strap on your belts, turn up your headphones, and get ready for episode number 34. The Mythbusters. Lego! Okay, here we go. Let's start the show. <laughs> so uh, today's Friday. We have a little bit different format. As I said beforehand, we're going to be talking a little bit more mindset on a Friday episode. So today is Friday, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about mindset. So today, even though it is Friday, and we're going to be talking about mindset, it's not going to be your typical mindset talk. But what I wanted to do today is going to dispel a couple of fitness myths that uh, people have been uh, asking me about and uh, emailing me about. And uh, just these are general questions that I've heard multiple times. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that there's going to be at least one of these questions that has probably crossed your mind at least once or twice. So hopefully um, it's at least one question. Maybe it'll be all, uh, all the questions. But um, sit tight, listen up, because I think we're going to have some good stuff for you today. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, the first one is uh, stretching. Now, um, I actually recorded an episode about this. I think it was episode number 14 where we're talking about stretching. Now, there's two different types of stretching. There's the dynamic warm-up stretch, and there's a static stretch. And these have different places in your workout. Your dynamic warm-up stretch is going to be, obviously, as, a, you know, as the name indicates, it's going to be your warm-up stretch. It's what you do to uh, exaggerate your movements so that when you actually are working out, um, you won't pull anything. You know, it's like if you're going to go for a run, what you would want to do is you want to uh, get your knees up a little higher as you warm up. You want to get your heels up a little bit higher as you warm up. Kind of accentuate and exaggerate the movements so that when you get ready to work out, 
uh, nothing is no, none of your muscles are surprised. <laughs> and uh, the second one is static stretching, and that's the one where you might see people like laying on their back and uh, bringing their bringing their legs up in the air and you know putting their hand behind their knee or you know grabbing maybe an ankle and pulling it back to stretch out the front of their leg or maybe bringing an arm across their chest. You know all these extra all these uh, stretches. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with and you might have executed on your own, uh, but those are reserved for the end of your workout. And the reason why these uh, exercises have different places in your workout is because, as I said before, with the dynamic warm-up, you're actually trying to get your muscles to warm up. You're trying to get your muscles to not be surprised, and so when you're doing your exercise, nothing pulls or strains. Now, um, you see a lot of people doing this, the static stretching uh, in the wrong places. A lot of people do static stretching, if they are even going to stretch at all. Uh, they do that in the beginning of the workout, and that's actually the worst place to do that. And the reason why that is is because when you go into a workout or when you go into anything, uh, your body's not going to be prepared. Now, you might get out of bed and you might do a couple things, and that that's okay. But um, I would say that if you're trying to do something that's dynamic, something that is going to be like running or lifting, you want to do you want to uh, prepare your body for it. You know, getting uh, getting out of bed and just like getting ready to walk around the house and maybe doing a couple stretches beforehand, that's not going to hurt you. But if you're going to go lift some weights or go for, like, for sprints or even go for a longer run, you want to make sure that your body is prepared for that. And uh, if you're just uh, pulling on your muscles, the thing is that, as I was saying, your muscles are cold, so if you're pulling on these muscle fibers, you're actually stretching out the telomeres and muscle fibers and... Um, if they're not prepared for that, you run the risk of uh, straining or even pulling a muscle. So if you're doing that static stretching before your workouts, stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> Do it at the end of your workouts. You know, save your muscles and uh, help your muscles uh, uh, gain more flexibility because that's what the static stretching is for. Is help you to stretch those muscles out after the muscle fibers have been broken up and help uh, practice having those muscles extend to the longest range of motion. And hopefully extend those ranges of motions even ranges of motion even further than um, they were before your workout. So, anyways, um, that's number one. On to the next one: uh, <laughs> your workout meals, your post-workout meals. Now, this is an interesting one because you have a lot of different theories on this one. I've seen everything from um, <laughs> drink a beer or two after your workout to hydrate yourself uh, to uh, just eat straight protein and try to have as much protein as you can. And uh, the thing is that, like, the beer thing is actually, it has a little bit of validity in it. I mean, it's, it has actually quite a bit of validity, but it's not optimal. Let's put it that way. You could drink a beer, and it would help you recover from a workout, but it wouldn't help you with the, um, it wouldn't help your muscles. What it does, uh, the beer has carbs in it, and the carbs actually help fill up your glycogen stores. So it helps you get energy back after your workout. You know, you, you know how you work out and you feel all tired afterward. Put in some carbs that help you uh, put some carbs in after your workout. It help you feel a little bit more energized again. And the reason why people say protein is because the protein helps you build your muscles back up. But if you're just building your muscles back up and not really having any uh, energy to do it, then you're kind of uh, doing yourself just a little bit of a disservice. So uh, just kind of make a long story short on uh, the post-workout meal. Your best bet is to have something that's a little bit of both. You're going to have something that has a little bit of carbs, a little bit of protein. Uh, something like peanut butter is a really good thing. Peanut butter or bread is a really good thing. Uh, you know, Avocado. There's a lot of foods you can just look up. I'm pretty sure off the top of your head you can think of quite a few foods that have a lot of protein and, um, and carbohydrates. 
Now you want to kind of stay away from those uh, those uh, uh, those protein shakes. Now those protein shakes they're not terrible for you, but they're not optimal. It's not real food. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you want to have real food as much as possible because there's uh, fibers that help you uh, with real food to help you absorb those carbs in a different way. You know the carbs. If you don't have those fibers in your food, it uh, those sugars get a, get they get absorbed a little bit differently. So. Um, at the end of the day, your goal is to get a, a healthy dose of carbs and protein and sort of try to make sure that it's a, from an actual food rather than like some kind of powder. So um, yeah, that's your foods and um, we'll finish this off. We'll finish this little myth session off with the uh, muscle confusion. Jeez, I don't even know how many times I've heard these people talking about muscle confusion. And uh, the funny thing is, is that it actually kind of exists but it doesn't. <laughs> it's a buzzword. It's something that some uh, that I think Beachbody, I think Beachbody made it up, and it does have some validity. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to put that out there like making these people sound like they're clowns, because like muscle confusion is just like a, it's another way of saying uh, neuromuscular a adaptation, and that's what we learned, uh, you know, as, as personal trainers in our personal trainer school. But essentially, what that is is that your muscles get adapted to your workout. So. What they say with muscle confusion is if you confuse your muscles by constantly changing up your exercise routines, uh, it helps to work. It helps your muscles to um, continue grow and 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 get strong and you you get stronger. And the thing is that like it's a little it's actually a little bit more complicated than that. When you first start off, your strength gains go up a lot faster than your actual like size. Uh, so like you no matter what you do at first, like you're gonna get stronger. And if you constantly if you're switching it up at first. Uh, like doing different exercises, doing um, not even just different exercises, but increasing the weight on exercises or increasing the uh, how many reps you do on your exercise. That all can change like your strength levels and how you build strength in your exercises. And what we're really talking about here is like um, trying to make every aspect of your muscle strong. So what you're doing actually, the muscle confusion, yes, it does have some kind of validity in that your muscles get adapted to the same load. So say if you're gonna do the same exercise over and over and over and over again for weeks at a time, yes, your muscles will get adapted to it and then you will plateau. But uh, what quote unquote muscle confusion is, it's really just working different parts of your muscles and different muscle groups because the same move the same move is gonna work the same muscles. But if you put a slight angle or a slight variation to that same movement, you're automatically working a completely different muscle group. So you're getting different strength gains and you're working on uh, gaining size in a different area of your muscle. Even though it might seem like it's the same exercise, <laughs> life's all about inches and angles. So. Um, if you think of it that way, it's like it's not really muscle confusion, but it's just essentially that you're just working different muscles. So when you first start off working one muscle, it's going to get stronger than when you're not working it at all. So um, muscle confusion has a little bit of validity, but you kind of have to actually think about that, uh, that you're actually working different muscles all together. And it's not really the same muscle that's being worked. On top of that, um, sometimes it could be the fact that uh, sometimes you can actually get strength and quote unquote gains by stopping your workout routines altogether. If you're blowing your muscles up by constantly like you know going all out on every one of your workouts, and you start seeing pl uh, plateaus in your gains, then it might be possible that you that you're burnt out with your exercise routine, and just like literally just taking some time off will give you like extraordinary amount of gains. I remember when we uh, we used to do something like that with our programming and track. 
you know, we go really, really hard. And then we would like for two or three weeks, like during national, the national championships, we wouldn't do anything. And I used to feel so weird about that because I was thinking to myself, like, I'm not working out. Like I'm not getting my gains. So I'm not going to be faster in the championships. But in all actuality, I was actually getting faster because my muscles were recovering from all that stress and pounding that I was putting on them. So that's what we got here today. Um, I'm going to try to put this into uh, the real world context. And we're going to take that last little thing I was talking about with um, your muscle confusion or your neuromuscular adaptation. And uh, take that into uh, and uh, take it to the next level and essentially talk about what we were talking about yesterday, uh, which was consistency. Because there's nothing that can substitute for consistency. You can do the craziest, uh, most advanced exercise routines out there. But your muscles can only respond so much. You know, everybody, everyone that's listening to this, uh, well, everyone that <laughs> can comprehend this, I'm sure you might have your dog listening to this or your cat or whatnot. Maybe you do, I don't know. But anybody that can comprehend that, I'm, what I'm talking about right now, can understand that um, you can, you're a human and that you can only just do so much. You know, the human body can only do so much. We're limited. So, um, you can only advance so much, and from there, you know, you just the, the the thing that can make up for everything else is consistency. You know, there are obviously variations between bodies. You know, some people might have a little bit more strength than others, or potential for strength than others. But at the end of the day, uh, the most important thing to do to guarantee that you will get stronger and have a fit, physically fit life is to just be consistent with what you're doing. So. And that happens in everyday life, no matter what you're doing. If you're consistent with what you're doing, obviously if you're consistently doing something bad, you're going to consistently get bad results. If you're consistently doing something good that serves you, um, you'll get good results. You'll get uh, results that serve you. That's what we got today in respect to our myth-busting and our mindset talks, our real-world life lessons, right? So uh, let's go ahead and pick this back up in a couple seconds here in the conclusion. Talk to you in a second. All right, so uh, that's pretty much the end of our episode here. I don't really have much to add to that. You know, I really hope that you uh, really got some uh, some good value from that. You know, uh, I hope you're not doing any of those static stretches before your workout anymore. Let's not pull any muscles. Uh, I hope that you are finding some good protein slash carbohydrates to eat after your workouts because that's actually the most important meal of the day. Uh, they say breakfast is the more, most important meal of the day, but it's actually the meal after your workout. That's absolutely the most important meal because that helps you uh, helps your muscles recover and helps your body uh, body's glycogen levels recover so that you can uh, get ready for the next workout. And finally, I hope that you understand that muscle confusion cannot be done because your muscles cannot be confused. They don't have brains. They cannot think. Your muscles do exactly what you tell them to do. So uh, if you constantly switch up your exercise routines and if you're, when your body is burnt out, you take some time off. And at the end of the day, if you're just consistent with your workout routines, you will see the results that you want and you will get the body and the physical uh, fitness levels that uh, you desire. So uh, yeah, that's how it works. You know, um, I really appreciate you listening to this episode and if you could do me a huge favor, we're almost done here. So uh, when we uh, finish this episode, if you could just go to uh, iTunes or Google Play or I think it's actually called Google Cast now because uh, Google has finally caught up to iTunes and they're trying to uh, copy how they're doing it. You know, they have the music in one section and the podcast in the other section. It used to be you could get your podcast on Google Play and your music in the same area, but now they split it up. I don't know why they did that, but they did. 
So um, wherever you listen to it, we are on eight different platforms. Whichever platform you're on, I would really appreciate it if you either leave a review or a rating. No matter if it's a one or a five or anywhere in between, I really appreciate a rating. If it, you know, I'll try to do better. If it's a five rating, you know, I th- hats hats off to you and thumbs up. I really appreciate the five. But uh, you know, what really I would what I would really appreciate though is a review. You know, if you could. Uh, Give me a um, little bit of feedback on what you like or what you don't like on this podcast. Uh, you know, I would definitely read it. You know, right now, as of the uh, time of this recording, we have one review and one rating. So if you could throw down a little bit more for us, it helps us get found and it definitely helps me to improve what we're doing here because I have some feedback and I can um, give you what you want because that's what it's all about, you know? So, um, you know, I hope, I, I hope you don't feel like I'm asking for reviews and ratings too much. You know, I. I take the time to re- record these podcasts and do a little research and make sure what I'm telling you is correct. And you know, um, I you know I do this for you. So uh, if you could do this one thing for me, just uh, let me know. Uh, hey, I'm on the other side listening, and hey, you know this is good, or hey, maybe this is not so good. So uh, I hope you had a great week because that's the end of our week, and we'll pick this back up on Monday. All right, partner. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep good company. Mm-hmm.